Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is September 12th, 2018. Gosh, it's been a crazy whirlwind of crypto these past couple days. I like to think that we are somewhere towards the end of this bear market. I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but I'm extremely bullish on what's to come. So, of course, today we are talking Interstellar. That's right. Chain and Lightyear joining forces and becoming one company. Now, as many have seen in this space, partnerships have been a big deal this year. I personally call 2018 the year of the partnerships. I think the fact that the crypto space is moving on at an accelerated rate, we are starting to see people pick sides. And frankly, that's not a bad thing. This whole bear market has caused people to reevaluate their assets that they're holding uh, in regards to crypto. And in doing so, some blockchain projects have gone away, others have partnered together, and the few that are left in this bear market are building and paving the way for blockchain use across the world. Interstellar plans on being one of them. Take a listen to Adam Ludwin, the CEO of Interstellar. So, uh Chain uh, was acquired by Lightyear, as you mentioned, and Lightyear is the commercial entity around the Stellar network. It's the entity that does partnerships with institutions and enterprises that are building novel financial products on top of Stellar. Uh, and it's noteworthy because uh, Chain has partnerships and backers, including Visa, NASDAQ, Citigroup, Capital One, and several other financial institutions. And so we're bringing our relationships and our enterprise products and integrating them and connecting them with uh, Stellar, which is an open public network. So it really represents the convergence of a lot of the enterprise blockchain work uh, that's been happening kind of in parallel with the cryptocurrency market. We're integrating the two and we're uh, gonna try to onboard financial institutions to a public cryptocurrency network really for the first time in a meaningful way. But I think if you go back to why we called the company Chain at the beginning, it was because we were agnostic to the particular blockchain that we were going to be building on and supporting. So we were working with enterprises and saying, we're not yet sure which blockchain uh, is going to become the winner or the right fit for the enterprise, but we're going to work with all of them and we're going to figure that out. Now we have made a bet and we've bet on Stellar, uh, which is uh, a network pretty much precisely designed for institutions that want to issue and transfer financial assets uh, on an open medium over the internet. And so it only made sense for us uh, to bring Stellar into the name of the company. And, and that's why going forward, uh, the, the merged company will be uh, Interstellar. I think uh, what most people don't realize is this is gonna be huge for the financial space. Um, I've been watching uh, a lot of interviews with Adam Ludwin the past couple days now, and I'm starting to understand that uh, he has those relationships um, with NASDAQ, uh, with Visa, and a lot of those financial companies. Now, we know for the most part, Stellar Lumens and XLM, the cryptocurrency, doesn't really get a lot of crypto love, as they say. But I... And I, I want to preface this by saying that um, long term, I think Stellar Consensus Protocol is going to be here to stay. I think that is 
I think that is a sure bet. If nothing else happens, I feel like what Jed has built, along with the rest of the Seller Foundation, I think the Seller Consensus Protocol is here to stay. Now, with that said, XLM as a cryptocurrency is going to be a little bit different. Now, again, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I am not trying to uh, give a forceful opinion about XLM uh, one way or another. I'm trying to keep it as fair as possible, as best as I can. I would also like to mention that I do own a significant amount of XLM. So keep that as a uh, as a thing clearing in your mind. But I, I will say short term here in the very near future, I feel like XLM will retain some value. I think the only thing that could stop it would be a vulnerability on the Stellar network, um, some some bad hack uh, in regards to a financial company getting onboarded with Interstellar and a hack of some sorts happening on their private blockchain. Now, this is just to preface in saying that that's what I think could affect the price of XLM in the in the short term and in the long term and into the future, just as well as any other cryptocurrency in this space that has been hacked before. Now, I have no reason to believe that would happen in the future. There is no reason to suspect that. But I will say, if everything goes as planned as it has been for XLM, the cryptocurrency, I don't see why it couldn't 5x, 10x here in the short term. Now, with that being said, I would like to further speculate that earlier this year, we had a podcast entitled Stellar, the next Ethereum. And at this point, there is no doubt in my mind that what um, Stellar is building right now and what the Stellar Consensus Protocol hopes to bring is additional users. And with additional users comes interoperability between cryptocurrencies and between companies and projects and other intermediaries. If Bitcoin is going to become the gold standard in this crypto universe and Ethereum becomes this decentralized platform for applications running on an EVM that is Turing complete, then the Stellar Consensus Protocol will be the infrastructure for this new age of financial services and products. I'm not saying there won't be other projects that'll compete against them. I think that's obviously a no-brainer. I just think it'll be very hard to compete with the Stellar Network at that point because of all the financial institutions that their partnerships have onboarded. Take a listen to Adam Lidwin, the CEO of Interstellar, on why the value of XLM doesn't really matter here in the short term. A couple of things. First of all, when we were exploring this combination with Stellar, uh, I went to all of our major customers and said, uh, you already knew we were looking at uh, a variety of networks. We think Stellar is the right network, and here's all the reasons why. And uh, this, the response I got from them was overwhelmingly uh, positive, encouraging us to take this step. So this won't be a surprise. It's not a surprise for our customers. That's number one. Number two, uh, chain software ends where Stellar's network begins. Everything Chain has built so far has been really private enterprise ledgers that operate on a local basis. If you're transferring mm -hmm. between two accounts inside of an enterprise, for example, so uh, someone can run Chain software and choose not to uh, 
send an asset or a transaction over the Stellar network. Uh, likewise, you can participate on Stellar without using chain software. So it's really about creating uh, an end-to-end -end solution for those that want to manage their balances as tokens and then move them over the Stellar network when they're uh, transacting with other institutions. Is that in the long run, uh, if you put meaningful applications on top of that network, if you create real utility, if you enable financial products that could not exist without that network, uh, then the demand for that network's token will increase and over time the valuation of that token should increase in the same way that if Apple produces products that people want, uh, their stock will go up over time. Uh, and independent from that fundamental value, there's always uh, ups and downs in the stock market. And in the cryptocurrency market, uh, it's the same. They're just heightened and more exaggerated because they're global, they're 24-7, they're on the internet. And in, in, in that sense, it's a little bit like meme money. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fundamentals are what's going to drive the long run. So our team uh, and, and hopefully the broader Stellar community uh, will stay focused on uh, creating real value and having real impact. And if we do that, then uh, the, the price of the token uh, will sort of adjust to the fair value based on supply and demand. And that's, that's you know, what we would expect. Um, our goal, our day-to-day uh, -day operations and business is not geared around having any impact or even ideally okay. caring about the price of XLM. That is the right answer you want to hear from a CEO of a company that is planning on changing this whole blockchain space in regards to finance. Now, there are other speculative partnerships that Chain has acquired. Um, I don't want to do that kind of speculation here because I feel like there is just not enough information in regards to actually being real uh, news that's actual factual to prove. But if some of these speculative finance companies that they're involved with end up to be true, the future profit of XLM uh, could very well, um, yeah, it, it could very well lead to some significant gains. Um, if you add that to Coinbase, if Coinbase decides to add XLM as a cryptocurrency on their platform, well, I don't know what else to say. We'll see. It's a great time to be into crypto. I love it all. It's absolutely fascinating. It never gets boring. It just never gets boring. Let's go ahead and dive into Coin Talk. Let's do it. It is time. Only crypto, coins, trades, predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering, isn't it? This crypto dream. Only on Coin Talk. Coin Talk. Right, it's time for my favorite part of the day. I'm sure it's yours too. Uh, before we get into that, just a couple of things I want to mention here briefly. Uh, so as you know, we're still doing just two times a week, uh, just until I end up pushing my test back till October 1st. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's just that, um, yeah, it's this crypto space is taking over my brain. And uh, um, the studying that I want to do is happening. It's just happening at a slower rate. So uh, October 1st is when I push my test back to. So at that at that 
that first week of October is when we'll go back full throttle with our podcast. So no worries there for y'all. Um, so right now it's just going to be two episodes um, per week, uh, through a coin talk and a through a podcast at the beginning of the week. And that's going to be it. I'm sorry. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully in the near future, uh, you know, we won't have to do that as much, but uh, we'll see. Uh, next thing I want to mention is HoshoCon. We're going to be headed out there on, gosh, I want to say it's October 8th. Yeah, October 8th through the 11th, or actually October 9th through the 11th in Las Vegas. If anybody is interested in heading out there, uh, by all means, head over to hoshocon.com. There are tickets available there. Um, it's primarily a security blockchain conference, which I find to be extremely fascinating. Hartej Swani is the um, CEO of Hosho, and he is a good friend of the podcast and somebody that I believe in. Uh, to, uh, you know, revolutionize this whole security aspect when it comes to blockchain. Also would like to mention that uh, we have a giveaway that's going to be happening here on October 1st as well. So uh, you're going to get a double dose of Thriller Podcast. So as you know, we give out a monthly uh, crypto uh, giveaway every month for free, no strings attached, nothing Nothing crazy. It just goes through our newsletter and it's not some crappy ICO or anything like that. It's actually really good, valuable coin. You know, I try to pick some good good coins that I think that you guys would uh, would like to hodl, you know, into the future. So um, next month we're going to do a coin. I haven't decided on what it is just yet, but if you guys have any ideas, uh, if it's not Bitcoin or Ethereum, <laughs> shoot, them my, shoot them my way. I'm not a rich man. <laughs> uh, I'm not a crypto millionaire just yet. But I will say that if you guys have any suggestions, shoot them my way. I would be more than happy to uh, to check them out. Uh, but yeah, also, if uh, probably the best way to keep up to date with all of that stuff is through our Telegram. So check out the link in the show notes, Telegram and the newsletter. And uh, yeah, get signed up. It's free crypto. There's nothing to lose there. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into our disclaimer. Uh, it was funny. I, you know, I always get a lot of emails uh, in regards to our disclaimer. Some of them say that it's one of the goofiest things they ever hear. Other people say it's really cool and they like it. Um, it's the 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 meter is all over the place. But uh, the fact remains is we have to play the disclaimer. You know, I listen to a lot of uh, cryptocurrency podcasts and, and YouTubers that are involved in crypto, and I, I love them all. I think they're all great. Uh, it, I, the only thing I would give out as a as a as a as a as a, as a flag to them, and I would say, hey, make sure you have a disclaimer. <laughs> it probably probably will help you out in the long run. That's the only thing I would say. But with with that, you know. Let's play our disclaimer. How about that? Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks he can. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. You know, I can already hear the emails now. Seriously, I'm not even joking. You know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll get an email and they'll bring me back to where I was before. And that's a good thing. I like that. I like that because it keeps me honest. It keeps me back down to my roots. And I can hear the emails now. Uh, there's going to be one person out there is going to be like, man, Carr, I remember when you used to be all about Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that, Satoshi this, Satoshi that. You know, and I'm going to tell them, hey, I love Bitcoin. <laughs> 
I think Bitcoin's great. <laughs> it was, it's my first love. It really is. You know, everybody has their one true first crypto love. And some people, you know, it's some other crypto. <laughs> Mine happens to be Bitcoin. Uh, it would always be my first love. I, I, I really love, you know, Bitcoin is the main reason we started this podcast. And it'll always be, it'll always have a place on this podcast. Uh, and if you want me to talk about some Bitcoin, I will talk about some Bitcoin. And this is when I talk about it. Usually I devote, the, I don't know if you guys know this, and ladies out there too, but I dedicate most of Coin Talk to Bitcoin. <laughs> there, really, there really isn't a lot of room there for, uh, for, for you to say that I'm not backing Bitcoin because I, don't, I, I donate a lot of this time in Coin Talk to Bitcoin. By me talking about this right now, it's donating to Bitcoin. No, but seriously, so there's some serious buzz going out there. And this is where I like talking about buzz and speculation and stuff we can't prove to be true or not. <laughs> we, we throw it all in coin talk, right? So there has been a, a lot of coverage chatter, largely shared amongst all the crypto universe. Everybody has weighed in. And um, there's been some interesting stuff said about Bact. And if you don't remember, Bact is going to be a CFTC regulated exchange um, that's going to offer clearing and and custody pending approval uh, from the commission and other regulators, but they will provide access to a new Bitcoin trading platform on the ICE Futures U.S. exchange. And of course, we know they partner with Microsoft and Starbucks, and that was announced way back in August. But there are some people talking and they're saying that nothing else on the horizon comes close to what backed will mean for Bitcoin. The depth and breadth of the ICE Intercontinental Exchange Network and Exchange Ecosystem means the adoption trading volumes will skyrocket overnight. The same pipes and structures that allow Goldman, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, among a horde of others to trade billions in commodities like gold, silver, soybeans, and corn will be the same architecture used to trade Bitcoin. So a lot of people are bullish on the fact that BACT is going to bring a large, legitimate class of investors to this space. Um... I, I, I personally, you know, when we talked about it back then in August, it feels like so long ago. It's only only been a few weeks. Uh, you know, I, I was very much of the mindset that uh, let's wait and see. I'm, I'm not somebody that's going to be like, oh, let's get these, you know, let's get these regulated, you know, financial services involved in Bitcoin and let's get them trading it and whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's make it skyrocket. You know, I've never been that way. I've always been like, huh. Let's see what happens, right? I feel like in this bear market, it's very better to be cautious than it is to be overly optimistic. And uh, if anything, <laughs> we are definitely more cautious than before. But there's a lot of chatter coming out about BACT. You even have Michael Novogratz as quoted as saying that he heard from a contact that you never want to be short, Jeff Speaker, so we are happy to be long. That basically means that the rumors connected to BACT and future coin listings so they initially planned to list more than just Bitcoin on its exchanges, but they pulled back Bitcoin, Ethereum. And before that, possibly a third digital assets were considered, but they're not able to confirm with a second source that that was, in fact, true. We'll see what happens when we get our hands on the actual offering documents that's supposed to be released here in the short term. But everything is rumors that you just heard. I think on that news alone, you have Bitcoin just skyrocketing down from 62, I think it was earlier, to 64, uh, up 2%. Uh, you have Ethereum going up as well, 5%, up to 189. It took Joseph Lubin coming out and saying that Vitalik was 
absolutely wrong about future growth. He said it respectfully, of course. Um, if you guys don't know, Vitalik said over the weekend, I, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna quote him because I don't have the exact quote <laughs> in my in in my uh, in my Rolodex here, but <laughs> but I will say that he said something to the likes of a thousand x growth is no longer possible. Blah 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 blah. Basically, I think people took it verbatim for what he said as meaning the whole cryptocurrency space. And I think he was just talking about uh, maybe his Ethereum project. Who knows? Um, Vitalik is entitled to his own opinion. He's he's deserve he deserves that much. And I think when he speaks, everybody listens, and that's a good thing. Um, I I tend to agree with Joseph Lubin. I think there is a, a thousand times more growth to be, you know, be ushered in here in the near future. Um, we are very much in the early stages. If you if you need more uh, proof of that, just look at what's being built right now with the the Stellar Network and everything else on Ethereum, and even Cardano. Like a lot of this stuff has to be triple checked and quadruple checked, and look for flaws and security vulnerabilities. Like this all has to be tightly woven, you know, code. Um, if you look at something like that was rushed, and I hate to bring up them because. Of course, they were just recently hacked is Bancor. You look at somebody like that and you can see how, you know, a project that rushes to market too fast is it can 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 uh, exceed can exceed its its reach a little too quickly there and in, in trying to hold a vast amount of, of funds. So I think them taking their time with this stuff is a very good thing. And I think the growth is going to be there once we get everything kind of rolled out, as they say. This infrastructure needs to be built, and it's being built currently right now. And anybody that thinks that we are, you know, two months or three months away from actually from actually everything being built is a little bit naive. I will say, though, that the space moves very fast. And if you don't stop to look around every once in a while, <laughs> sorry, that was my Ferris Bueller quote. No, but you know what I mean? Like, the space does move very fast. It's very true. Uh, we got XRP. This is why no one takes me seriously, Car. We got XRP at twenty-seven cents, and that's up four percent. We got Bitcoin Cash at four hundred thirty-nine dollars, up two percent. We got EOS, man, right smack at five dollars, up one percent. We got Stellar at twenty cents. Interesting enough, Stellar was down to eighteen cents, I think, over the weekend, and then it initially went down. Uh, it went up to like twenty-one, twenty-two cents. And then it shot back down to like 18 cents and it's just been fluctuating between 18 and 21 cents back and forth. There are definitely sell walls in place. A lot of people have said that there are big sell walls on Binance and on Bittrex. So there's definitely something there holding back the horde from pressing on. <laughs> but uh, to, to and I, I would just like to say there is no actual factual truth of that. You know, that is just stuff that's coming out of the woodwork. Of course, there are charts that show this, but in all actuality, it's neither here nor there. Um, so we will just see. Uh, we got Litecoin at $52, up 3%. We got Cardano at $0.06, cents, which is kind of surprising. Um, Cardano going down to $0.06 cents is crazy. It's absolute nuts. But it has a chance to get on Coinbase, and that is a reason to keep buying Cardano, in my opinion. Um, yeah, six cents. That's crazy. We got Monero at 106. We got IOTA at 56 cents, up 4%. We got Dash at $185. We got Tron at one penny. So <laughs> it was funny. So the whole thing that was going on with Vitalik also was also brought in Justin Sun and uh, Vitalik made a, a quip about Justin Sun and then Justin Sun fired back. 
It was beautiful, beautiful crypto infighting at its best. And um, watching from the sidelines, you see how this space reacts in a bear market. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. But I will say, though, that I think I think this whole um, infighting is definitely not good for crypto. But, you know, to each their own, I guess everybody enjoys uh, entertainment in a different way. So however they do it, uh, we got Neo at seventeen dollars and ninety eight cents. We got NEM at eight cents. We got Tezos at a dollar twenty nine. We got Dogecoin at six tenths of a cent. We got Zcash at one twelve. Oh, my go at three dollars and thirty two cents. Oh, it's up five percent. That's a nice price for it. We got Ontology at a dollar seventy nine. Bitcoin Diamond dollar ninety three. So Nano jumping up twenty two percent at two dollars and thirteen cents. Crazy. We got zero X at fifty two cents, up three percent. So a lot of these coins are making their way back up. Now I did say here in the short term that we are going to see another major dip here. Um, I think all the good news that came out this week was combating all the bad news that came out this week as well. The SEC, you know, had to send out some cease and desist letters for some blockchain projects um, that were released last year. And um, that definitely caused to some of the FUD that was already increasing this space right now. Um, So if anything, we'll see how it shakes out. But if I'm a betting man, which this segment allows me to be, I will definitely say here this weekend will definitely be low and I think it'll be significantly low. So if you're looking to get in right now, I would probably wait. I would probably wait. Uh, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. When this whole seller announcement came out, you know, I wanted to reload, uh, you know, some more just to get some more stellar XLM. Then I quickly realized, Hey, (laughs) stick to the plan, man. (laughs) Stick to the plan. Let's wait. We have some time. I think the only thing that could go against uh, another major dip here coming up on the 15th would be um, a Coinbase announcement on Friday. And that could come to any of the coins that we see here on the coin market cap that have already been, um, well, not any of them, <laughs> the five that they already previously mentioned. So we will see. We will see if a Coinbase announcement changes the projection of the entire crypto space right now. But I think short of that, I don't think anything else is going to get this this whole heart pumping again. I really don't. I think we will start seeing a lot of stuff move once we get out of September and once we get into October. But I do think there is another major dip coming. I I think uh, I I don't look at TA. I honestly don't. I don't. But uh, a lot of people have speculated that as well. We'll see. But I know I know crypto history and I know people think that's like astrology <laughs> these days. They're like, oh, car, you look at crypto history. You don't know anything. Well, it's gotten me this far. So I, I will say, though, that if you look here in the past, uh, September has been a bad month. And I think there is going to be another dip here coming up this weekend. So if you are looking to buy thousands of whatever coin that you're looking to buy, I'd probably wait. You could probably get it a little bit cheaper. But if you're going to buy it anyway, then buy it anyway. But uh, yeah, just be careful out there. September is a, a bottom month, so we'll see what happens. But October is almost around the corner. We're two weeks away. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to next week because I think, I think honestly, next week we'll start to see some you know, a little bit of sky here on the 20th and 21st of Thursday and Friday. But we'll see. We'll see where we're at. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Like last week, I said I hope I'm wrong, and then it turned up, turned up, ended up being true that we went down. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we just go back up and we continuously go back up, but I don't think we're out of the woods just yet. But we are up for the day, which is great. 
But I think that's pretty much it for Coin Talk. Again, I also want to mention we're going to be doing a live stream on Friday on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Hollow Chain. So go check out our pod, not our podcast, our YouTube channel. <laughs> the, the link's in the show notes uh, if you guys want to take a look at that. Um, that'll be up on Sunday evening. But looking to record that around 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So anyways, with that, let's get on to the end of the show.
you know, this whole space right now is about to blow up again. And I hate to say that because I feel like it's not car just being car. But, you know, this this whole down market in September, I've just been really bullish, even more bullish on the projects that we're already looking at. I know some people will think that's crazy. I don't. I see what's being built right now. I see the partnerships that are taking place. I see the actual work that's being done. And I realize that we are very close. And when the next breakout happens, you'll want to hold Bitcoin because it'll save the entire world. This is the end of the show. Satoshi at a time.